0: Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Josh Hyman.
0: And I'm Thomas Welch.
1: We got a good episode for you today. A um, couple of interview interviews with Blues general manager Doug Armstrong, as well as coach Craig Berube, as well as some other comments from various players. Lots of juicy quotes we're going to be getting into with some implications for this offseason and next season as well. So that'll fill up plenty of time talking about that for sure. And then if and when we have time at the end, we're going to be looking at the remaining teams in the NHL and, and which teams we might we might jump on the bandwagon for. Uh, for the remainder of this postseason, but before we get into that, I want to remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you by locker room, download the locker room app and join Tommy and I to get in on the action locker room, changing the way we talk sports. All right, Tommy, there are a lot of different quotes that came out, um, in these, in these po- post season pressers with Doug Armstrong, Craig Berube, Braden Shen etc. David Perron, you, you name it. Where would you like to start? Where do you think is the most important comment that came out throughout all of this?
0: I'm glad you asked me that, Josh, because I need a little bit of reconciliation um, for my expansion draft on the last episode, because it seems like the feelings that Doug Armstrong has towards Vladimir Tarasenko are not the ones that I thought they would be. So Craig Berube, well, I guess maybe Doug Armstrong, Craig Berube might have different ideas with Vladimir Tarasenko, but they talked to Craig Berube about Tarasenko today, uh, and Berube said this is a big summer for him, for sure, from a training standpoint and making sure he comes in real healthy next year in training camp and use training camp to get everything going again. And then he continued to say, I'm sure he's going to be feeling good about everything coming back next year and going through a camp and working on his game in camp. I think you're going to see a different Vladdy for sure. So as far as Craig Berube is concerned, uh, Vladimir Tarasenko will be back and probably in my opinion, uh, protected in the expansion draft.
1: I was encouraged seeing those comments. Um, I think a lot of fans have started to give up on Vladimir Tarasenko and, and I don't want to say rightfully so, but you know, there's been reason to doubt that he will return to his um, former play and you know, with the expansion draft coming up and, you know, like with, with him underperforming and, and underwhelming a lot of fans, it makes a lot of sense why there were a lot of people, including us, um, speculating whether or not he would even be protected. Um, but for, for Craig Ruby to come out and, and support him uh, so vehemently and, and just, you know, show that this team still backs him and, and, and expects that he could be a huge difference maker next year is very encouraging to see, because I think, Vladimir Tarasenko is a guy that we've seen in the past pays attention to what the media is saying about him. Um if you remember a couple weeks ago, I believe his wife posted something like um forget all the all the media saying that Tarasenko will never be the same way that he was or you know, he'll be back. He'll he'll be back to his former glory, whatever. But basically alluding to the fact that he is aware of what these comments are. He's aware of the fans perspective of him and he, he's a guy that uh, he always talks about how, we, how much he values the fans and how much he cares about the fans. So I, I'm encouraged seeing those comments, and I think he would also be encouraged seeing those comments, um, knowing that his team has faith in him. Um, and I, I would agree. I think we're going to see a different Vladdy next, next, next season, uh, having a full offseason to train and get healthy. I don't think he's been fully healthy in a few years now. Um, and like, like we said yesterday, he's in the age that would be considered his prime. And it sucks that a couple of years of his prime have been taken away from injury, but there's no reason to believe he can't come back and and, and dominate like he, he has in the past.
0: Yeah, and I think that conversation kind of goes hand in hand with uh, the Mike Hoffman conversation. So when Doug Armstrong was asked about Mike Hoffman coming back, Uh, today. He said, I could see it happening. I certainly want to sit down and talk to our entire staff. Mike is a goal scorer. I think he was certainly in the top portion of our team in points. When we needed goals, when our season was on the brink, I thought he stepped up and played. I tweeted out today that I feel like Mike Hoffman is a good contingency plan for Vladimir Tarasenko. If you are buying into Vladimir Tarasenko, which I think uh, this team is doing and should do, considering the impact he's had on this organization. But you can't rely on him solely. You can't put you can't put all your chips in his basket, right? Like you have right, to have in terms a backup. Exactly. Right. Like you have to have a backup plan just in case things go south again, he gets hurt again, whatever happens if he doesn't return to form. Uh I think Mike Hoffman is a perfect uh fit for that, so bringing him back into the fold uh or someone similar in that role, uh maybe if his usage this season rubbed him the wrong way. Uh who's to say really? I'm sure it was frustrating getting third and fourth line minutes not being on the top power play when you know what you're capable of and showed it Uh, towards the end of the season. But yeah, I would love to see Mike Hoffman uh, back in the fold for the St. Louis Blues. Uh, But something also telling about these end-of-the-season comments uh, came in Braden Shen's comments from yesterday, uh, which we didn't get to because we put the episode out before the video came out. But he talked about how difficult it was in a pandemic season and how the St. Louis Blues usually prided themselves on their team chemistry, their team as a whole, probably doing team team building team bonding things after practice after games having fun together as a group growing together as a group uh, as a brotherhood i feel like the 2019 team was a very good example of that and we haven't really seen it since because the pandemic has almost made it impossible not being able to see these guys. Um, so I think that's something that we need to take into consideration as well, especially uh, with the new arrivals of a guy like Tory Krug, a guy like Justin Falk, a guy like Mike Hoffman. Uh, it, it, they probably feel like outsiders in this group that already had some kind of established chemistry and they come in uh, and are unable to build their own because of unforeseen circumstances.
1: We talked about it a lot this season, how routines are so important for these guys and Um, that was sort of taken away from them this year—the ability to form those routines. You know, being forced to show up at the rink ninety minutes before game time, when I'm sure a lot of these guys are used to showing up—you know, five, six more hours before game time. You know, whatever, whatever it may be. Um, and I think that's another element that we were talking about before the podcast. I don't think either of us really considered, but just you know, going out to dinner post game, uh, sitting by the pool on an off day. Um, you know, going going to Top Golf when you're in a new suit, whatever, you know, just just little things that that we may not consider um to be that important, but are extremely important in terms of building chemistry, building camaraderie. And you're no longer playing with your coworkers; you're you're playing with your your friends, your buddies. Um, and they had Wheelhouse I,
0: shut down for an entire year, so like, how can you really expect them to excel? Uh, like they like they need to when they're when their local hub and their stomping grounds at the late nights. Uh, isn't there for them.
1: <laughs> and I think two of our more important players this year in Tori Krug and Mike Hoffman weren't able to become fully integrated with this team chemistry-wise because like you mentioned, Tommy, they weren't able to you know, just go grab dinner with them, go grab a bite to eat, whatever it may be. Um, so I do think that that's a, a pretty important aspect there for, um, for locker room chemistry. But if you guys haven't heard yet, you got to check out the app called Locker Room. It's a brand new app brought to you by locker room locker room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans the app is free to download and once you're in you can talk with me tommy other fans athletes and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sports, Tommy and I will be hosting plenty of rooms for Locked On Blues this offseason, hopefully once a week, so you can finally join in on the conversation that you guys listen to here every single day. Locker Room is the perfect place to join or start conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course reacting to any sort of big news. You'll have a chance to chat with me and Tommy, and maybe even a chance to be featured on the Locked On Blues podcast throughout our locker room conversation. So go download the free locker room app now currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter and join the NHL group for the latest league updates. Follow me at Josh Hyman NHL or Tommy at T Welcher 15 to be notified whenever one of our rooms go live. I know you don't want to miss it. So we'll see you there. Locker room changing the way we talk. Sports. Now, before we get into more post-game presser or, or postseason comments, as well as what teams you want to bandwagon, got one more sponsor to tell you about, and that is our good friends over at Built Bar. Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. They have nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor drop. If You don't know the Bilt Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. You got coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. But if you can't make up your mind or you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. So go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Tommy. So we got a couple more comments I think um, are important to pick through, but but one that really stuck out to me is uh, regarding some of our, our highly coveted rookies. That, that are potentially going to make an impact next season. Doug Armstrong discussing Jake Neighbors, Alexei Torpchenko, and Clem Kossen as all guys who can potentially compete for playing time in training camp. I would love to see one or all three of those guys in the lineup next year. What do you think, Tommy?
0: I think Jake Neighbors being the most recent draft pick um, probably bears the most intrigue because I can't remember the last time a guy for the St. Louis Blues uh, came up Rose in the ranks and prospects so fast as as he, I guess, essentially has uh, to grab the attention of Doug Armstrong and of Craig Berube and almost be expected to make a push for the lineup almost immediately. But like we talked about on this podcast before, he absolutely went off in the WHL this season, scored a ton of goals as well as assists. Uh, and a lot of people thought he was drafted as a playmaker, as a two-way guy. He showed he had that scoring capability as well. And we talked about it towards the end of these playoffs here. It felt like the Blues are missing out on a game changer, on a game breaker. Does he have that potential? Can he be the next level type of guy uh, that we talk about? The Blues could potentially be acquiring this offseason. Maybe they build from within and show some faith in him. Maybe Scott Perunovic. Uh, I think there's a lot of room for prospects to make a ton of noise at training camp. Enforce the hand for Doug Armstrong and Craig Berube to make some difficult decisions come next year.
1: Yeah, and and going back to Jake Neighbors, um, not to toot our own horn, but if you guys weren't weren't listening at the time, which it was a while ago, so we did actually interview Jake Neighbors a few days after he was drafted, and the one thing that stuck out was obviously b- besides like the highlights and stuff, he just struck me and Tommy, I I think you agree, was as like the most humble you know, high spirited, happy-go-lucky person. So I'm not surprised that he was able to rise in the rank so much. Like, yeah, he had the play to back it up. But, you know, for an 18 year old kid, a few days after being drafted to, you know, the, the, the demeanor, the way he carried himself seemed like a, a guy that would be really, really valued in any locker room. So I'm, I'm not surprised that the Blues are on as high on him as they are. Yeah, and
0: Clem Kostin, too. I mean, I I think Doug Armstrong talked about how big of a fan uh, he was of Clem Kostin, saying he watched every single one of his games in the KHL playoffs. So uh, obviously he's been in the system a little bit longer than a guy like Jake Neighbors, but he is right on the brink of uh, not only making uh, an impact in the NHL, but making a big one at that. I mean, we talked about the the hitting factor that he brings and the physicality. Uh, if this Blues team doesn't want to change to a speed and skill base, we'll go after a game changer. If they want to stick to their system, he fits that to a T, and I feel like Jake Neighbors does as well. So like we said, they could be very important pieces, especially through training camp to keep an eye on. I haven't really kept an eye on Tor either. I think it was a second round pick when he was drafted, uh, but he and Klim Kostin are very close as well. So if they're up at the, at the same time, uh, they've already got some kind of established chemistry there too. So uh, maybe a little bit of uh, dipping your toes in the pool, like Jordan Kyrie, Robert Thomas, already establishing chemistry. And then you got the duo of Tor and Klim Koston coming in, uh, helping each other be comfortable, helping each other learn things as they go. And I know a lot of people like to dog on the Blues prospect pool. Uh, but there is a lot of promise there and Tyler Tucker's part of that as well. So a lot like I said, a lot of names to be keeping an eye out
1: for come training camp uh and throughout the off season. I think it's gonna be a fun off season, um, and a fun regular season as well. I think we're right on the right on the borderline of some of these younger guys really starting to make a name for themselves, whether it be Robert Thomas and Jordan Jordan Cairo making that next step. I'm so excited to see what Jordan Cairo can do next season um, after his, what you could consider a breakout year this year. Um, And Robert Thomas as well, who I think maybe didn't take as big of a step as a lot of us thought he was going to. Um, Still both, you know, really young, no reason to give up on them yet. So I'm very excited to see what they can do. And then also a lot of the other young guys in the system. Um, Also just want to take a moment here, Tommy. I know, I know, You've been, you've been very adamant about this, but if you guys haven't checked out our Twitter page, um, we're currently giving away a Brett Hall signed puck. All you got to do is like the tweet and, and drop a reply and you'll be entered to win. So it's, get, it's getting a lot of attention now, but if you haven't heard about it, definitely go check that out. Um, we're happy to give back to you guys and and you know give someone a, a brand new signed hockey puck from one of the greatest players in Blues history. So definitely check that out.
0: It's just our little way of saying thank you to you guys uh, for the support throughout the season. It almost feels like uh, like a weekly thing on our episodes. Like if it wasn't for you guys, we'd just be two idiots talking in the room. And, and we dumb. still are. And it's we still pe- and we still are. But yeah, it's it's nice uh, for to for us to know that we're not alone and that uh, you guys enjoy listening to us or at least. Uh, like making fun of us behind the scenes. So uh, yeah, like like I said, it's just a little gift for you guys uh, for following us along or following along with us uh, and having a good time all season long, even if uh, we didn't end up with the result that we wanted. But another player in the Blues system that didn't end up with the result they wanted probably is Jaden Schwartz. Uh, so the Blues uh, and Doug Armstrong were asked about him. And Doug Armstrong said, I think Schwartz is a player that we talked to before the season. He was very adamant then that he was comfortable waiting and I understood that too. He was going through a lot of things personally. If you guys remember, uh, his dad died towards the beginning of this season unexpectedly. Uh, and a lot of, a lot of dads and like on the dad's trip and a lot of players in the locker room uh, just loved Rick Schwartz. So you can only imagine what his actual son felt towards him. Uh, so that had to be very t- difficult for him. So Doug Armstrong went on to say, now we have until the end of July to figure out if this relationship will continue. So a little bit of ominous talk there. Like we always say, at the end of the day, these players are human. Having a very unproductive season for Jaden Schwartz's standards uh, with all of this stuff going on in a pandemic with COVID, while also your dad just died unexpectedly. I don't think that's a red flag by any means to the type of player that Jaden Schwartz is capable of being. But at the end of the day, I don't really know what's going to happen. The The way Doug Armstrong phrased it, uh, like I said, seemed ominous, but the, he could very well come back. He could very well not. Just to say, I guess we'll find out this offseason.
1: Right. And, and you know, anytime that you see like a a comment like that, you know, I feel like a lot of times it's very, very diplomatic answer. Like, oh yeah, you know, we'd love to have him back. Love to get him back, re-signed. Just got to crunch the numbers. So to see something like that, like you said, is definitely ominous, but also having that paired up with. The quote that he had a he he was going through some things personally, and then the very obvious link to his dad passing away at the beginning of the season, um, sort of makes sense there. And it's weird to see those two comments back to back, um, but again, then again, that's hockey. That's that's when business crosses over with you know personal matters. So, um, I, I guess Jaden Schwartz just needs a little bit of time to, to sort of figure out what he wants to do, and um, that's you know he has, that's fully in in his power. Um, I would love to see him back in the blue note. I think he's a, a really valuable piece to this team. But maybe this season was sort of an indication that the, the fit has has expired here, and maybe he feels it would be best to to test the waters out somewhere else and get a change of scenery, which, unfortunately, as the way of the business, is also completely in his, in his right to do. So we're just going to have to wait and see. Um, but before we continue with today's episode and get into who we are going to be jumping on the bandwagon for for the rest of the playoffs... I want to tell you guys about our good friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep. For their runs into the playoffs, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a fifty percent welcome bonus along with your first deposit using that promo code Locked On. So that's BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And when we return, we'll be wrapping up the Blues talk and then jumping into what bandwagon that we're each going to be on for the rest of the playoffs, and maybe getting into a little bit of a debate because I don't think Tommy and I are seeing quite eye to eye on which teams we're rooting for, but. not even close. So stick around. Don't go anywhere. We'll be r- right back. All right, Tommy, you got anything else to say about, about this Blues team of ours, or, or are you ready to argue?
0: I'm ready to argue, Josh. I've been holding it in all episode long.
1: We're picking some bandwagon teams, and a and team keeps coming up on, on your perspective that I, I just can't get behind. Um, and I don't know if you want to give your, give your case first, and then I will, I will retort. but. I'll allow you to... The stage is yours.
0: As, as a Tom Brady fan, I think you can attest to this, that at the end of the day, in terms of GOAT status, mm-hmm. it really doesn't come down to talent, as we see with Tom Brady. It comes down Whoa. to how many championships Whoa. you have. And for that reason, I am all aboard... Tom Brady catching strays. The, the Pat Maroon 3-peat express... Imagine Pat Maroon celebrating. Imagine rooting for a bunch of cheaters. Okay, bro. You root for a cheater in Tom Brady. Shut up. Oh, my Imagine, Imagine Pat Maroon. Listen, he went nuts for the Blue Stanley Cup after a drought, brought down the hometown hero, all those things, absolutely sloshed out of his mind on stage, under the arch, giving it to the people exactly what they want. Then he goes nuts on jet skis in Tampa Bay absolutely wild in the middle of a pandemic, but they were socially distanced on the water uh, going nuts again as the Florida man. Make it three in a row and Pat Maroon becomes a menace to society. Joe Biden might have to make a statement about Pat Maroon. They might have to throw him in jail for a couple nights. The celebration would be absolutely off the wall. And I a hundred percent need to see it happen. So Right now, for me, Tampa Bay Lightning are at the front of the pack for my bandwagon.
1: You know what else? Tampa Bay Lightning are at the front of the pack in cheating the salary cap.
0: That's neither here nor me. there. Pat Maroon no, didn't is, do it.
1: It is right here. <laughs> it is right here, right now. Pat Maroon's an innocent man, an innocent Look, bystander. No, no wonder, no wonder you're a Chiefs fan. You told me it was proximity. Nah, you just, you just, you're just a bandwagon. Come on. You just you just like to you just like to root for the easy pick. Oh man, hmm, bandwagon, let's let's go with the former Stanley Cup champions who who are seventeen million dollars over the salary cap because they put their two best players on in reserve who conveniently got healthy right before game one of the playoffs. Whoa, how did that happen? Yeah, let's root for them. Heck no. Gimme the Florida Panthers, gimme the underdogs, gimme the goalie that's younger than me. Give me Iguadala. I want Dollar. <laughs> no, how can you? How can you look at Lightning Panthers and look Spencer at this, Knight this little is nasty. Spencer Knight? This little, this little baby goalie going up against the seventeen million dollar over the cap Tampa Bay Lightning and destroying them, shutting the door on them. That is the best, the best story of the playoffs so far, in my opinion. Is is Spencer Knight going from college to college classes to Stanley Cup playoffs in just a few months? Um, and and, and you know, putting, putting on a clinic against probably the best offense in the NHL, if not the Colorado Avalanche. So I'm taking the Florida Panthers as my bandwagon pick, but also in that series because no way I want to. As much as I love Pat Maroon, um, I don't want to see a bunch of cheaters win the Stanley Cup through their salary cap gymnastics. I can get behind no.
0: rooting for uh, Jonathan Hooby Dooby Doo, too. He's been playing out oh, of his mind. So and Barton. But make dude, Pat Maroon. get off the fence. Pat Maroon, bro, the hometown hero. I can't have this debate with you anymore. Let's go with a different series. So <laughs> Carolina and Nashville. Easy pick. Carolina. Carolina. i never root for Nashville in my entire life. Boston and whoever they play. Doesn't matter who they play. I'm rooting for not, not Boston. Boston. Yes. So that's an easy one. Especially if the Islanders move on. And Scott Mayfield. From St. Louis. Uh, so you got to root for him as well. Vegas Golden Knights. Colorado Avalanche. Minnesota Wild.
1: Give me Colorado. Vegas hasn't been around enough. Even though we lost to them. I'd rather get swept by the Stanley Cup champion than swept by a team that loses in the second round.
0: I would love to see Ryan Reeves win a cup and Alex Petrangelo again right after he leaves oh, our team. I'm oh, not going to lie. Oh, you guys know how I feel. You know how I, to be you know how, I felt. One. you know how I felt when Alex Petrangelo left the team. I thought he was still capable of producing for this team. I did not think the no movement clause uh, was a big enough reason for Doug to move on from him. I would love to see him go win a Stanley Cup and wave it in Doug's face and say, Here's what you missed out on, Thomas. You Wilson. gotta learn from okay. your mistakes uh, at uh, some point. You're man. a
1: regular. You're a regular old Benedict Arnold today, I'm aren't sorry. you? I'm sorry. You're just jumping you gotta learn. The ship.
0: I I am loyal to my own, and Alex Petrangelo gave a ton to this organization, and so I'm gonna give a ton of support to him. Sorry, he didn't turn his back know, on the team. The team turned his back on him. I mean, yeah, but come on, Minnesota's it's... a cool story too, though. I agree. I'm still kind of on the train of Minnesota upsetting Vegas because they played them well all season long. And, like, you always got to root for the underdogs. And Vegas with the expansion draft is kind of a thorn in my side, so I don't really know. I'm still – I'm like I said, I'm still Tampa Bay – top of the pack toronto and canadians
1: if vegas goes and wins a stanley cup and then doesn't have to participate in the expansion draft because they're too new to the league after getting to what would be what two stanley cups in four years and winning one of them bro forget it forget it that's i can't Mm
0: -hmm. get behind colorado though like just the childish antics you heard me the childish and immature antics that they went through on social media after sweeping A St. Louis Blues team that was beaten, battered, and decimated without their best player, who was a point per game on this season. Shut up! You can get swept.
1: Yeah, I'm not saying I'm I'm rooting for the Avalanche, but I wouldn't mind to be able to say we got swept by the eventual. That's the that's the only that's the right that's the only caveat there. I think if I had to make a pick, I think the Florida Panthers winning the Stanley Cup would be funny because I feel like nobody really knows much about the Florida Panthers. There's always the
0: there's always the like a narrative of oh no one nobody's a florida panthers fan they never have fans right. in their stands right. and then they go and win a stanley cup and it's like oh well maybe, also imagine maybe people the, like a
1: little bit imagine the controversy if spencer knight carries them to a stanley cup with their 10 million dollar man sergey Bobrovsky sitting on the bench just just imagine oh my god that's still such a strange dynamic yeah, I'm not sure. The, the other
0: goalie, and then draft one in the first round.
1: The, yeah, the other team that I think I would I would fully get behind is Carolina. Bunch of jerks. Yeah, I like um, that a lot. That's
0: a fun. Team. I think
1: they're I think they're a fun team. No Even their rider's fun.
0: Like Sarcev is dope.
1: Yeah, Jordan Stahl, You know, kind of having a career revitalization in this playoffs. Four goals in five games. A a absolutely, a couple nasty. overtime winners. I think. Yep a uh, lot of lot of in to root for them but no go 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 lightning i guess i stood bro pat maroon is the
0: greatest as one of the most electric factory human beings in the nhl changed my mind yeah yeah toronto and canadians i love jake allen jake I allen loved, i love i love joel edmondson i'm taking toronto because i feel like if anyone understands the drought and the feelings of not moving on in the playoffs and not winning the stanley cup like the st louis blues did in the 50-year job before they won, it's got to be the Toronto Maple Leafs. So for that reason, I feel for them. They've been suffering long enough that it's their time, especially with Austin Matthews playing the hockey he is right now. And Will Willie Styles going absolutely nuts in the playoffs. I think he's got a goal streak going, historical goal streak. So I think I'll be pulling for Toronto here.
1: Tampa Bay Lightning and Toronto Maple Leafs are Tommy's picks. I
0: like Austin Matthews a lot. Watching him laugh as guys are like get genuinely getting mad at him and like trying to punch him in the face and give him a That's face true. wash and like he falls down good. and starts laughing, I'm like that is hysterical to me. And with the whole Tavares thing too, like that'd be a good story. Uh, no,
1: I agree. I agree. I think I think as much as it, I'm surprising myself by saying it. I would consider myself a little bit on the Maple Leafs bandwagon this year, um, but only if only if they they face the Bruins in the final and beat them in seven. Okay, I would love that. Re- reverse, would the love that. That'd be hilarious. reverse the curse. Reverse the curse. Also, imagine, would, I though? wouldn't mind
0: the Winnipeg Jets either. Like, Ooh. just kind of like a sleepy, quiet. I mean, they're not very like. They're just kind of like a boring pick, but like Paul Stastny.
1: They got they got the best goalie in the world. That's always and a, Paul Stastny. Yeah, and Pauli Walmas. Yeah, so that's always a boy. good, always a good recipe for for success when you got a goalie like that. It's a lot
0: of STL story, and even like Boston they got Trent Frederick, and like obviously he hasn't been yeah, he, playing, but he's not playing. You get a ring. That's so, true. A lot of STL connections here in the playoffs. I'm sticking with Tampa Bay Lightning, though. Pat Maroon is the
1: is that dude. We'll see what the Twitterverse has to say about that one, but I'm not too fond of that pick. But we'll 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 leave it up to we'll leave it up to the fans. Yeah, let us know how um, dumb
0: we are. Let us know how smart we are. You guys always do.
1: I do think that that's all we got time for today. So like we said, check out that that Brett Hull giveaway on our Twitter at Locked On Blues. Definitely keep hitting that subscriber follow button so you never miss an episode that we upload. Because we've been loving all the support recently. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, everything else at Locked Blues. Follow me on Twitter and Locker Room at Josh Hyman NHL. Follow Tommy on Twitter and Locker Room at T 15 Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, let's go, Blues.